0: You're listening to Project Boredom with Drunkle Jordan and Nick. How are you doing today, Jordan? I'm drunk. Let's do it. So the college football world was shocked that the NCAA has decided uh, to give a free year of eligibility to any college player uh, for this year who wants to play. Well, well big changes.
1: Go ahead. For, for our tens and tens and tens of listeners – that have been following us on this journey for the last month and a half, they'll hearken back to a couple episodes ago where we brought up this question ourselves. And we said that, will your, you know, red shirt seniors that graduate in the fall possibly be eligible for spring ball if their selective sport gets pushed back to the spring? And now we have our answer. The answer is yes, they will be allowed to compete their scholarship will not only allow them to get an education and graduate with their degree, but it will also honor an extra semester of eligibility in athletics. Whether that be you know, football, basketball, tennis, you know, it's across the line, NCAA, good for them. I know that this is a football podcast for the most part, so we're talking mostly about college football, but I think this is a huge win. And I think it's a good thing for the NCAA to do. It gives them a lot of good press. It gives, you, there's not a lot of people that will look at this decision – and say, hey, this was a bad deal. I think this works out for everybody. It it paints a good lead on the NCAA. It lets the players fulfill their four-year academic and athletic scholarship. And I think this is a win-win all around. What do you think?
0: No, I definitely think so. The one thing that they're getting wrong so far, and I'm hoping to see changes uh, here in the next week or two, is Georgia had two quarterbacks transferred to their school, uh, let's just say like two months ago. And they got... Uh, their waiver got approved uh, within weeks of announcing um, that they want to transfer to Georgia. That they're approved, they could start automatically. Uh, but Tennessee has an offensive lineman who's transferring from Georgia to Tennessee. This was back in March or February. Um, his waiver was denied, um, and they are appealing it. It was his waiver was denied about two weeks ago, I believe.
1: So um, your your gripe is one being a Tennessee fan. Two more important. Two more importantly, being, why do we even need a transfer portal if everybody gains a new year of eligibility? The oh, and I get that honestly. Like I'm not even shitting on you for being a Tennessee homer, but the only thing that I would bring up here, my only question, and it's not against Tennessee, it's not against Georgia, wasn't there some sort of caveat about transferring within conferences, like SEC school to SEC school? acc school to acc school etc cetera, etc cetera. wasn't there some kind of caveat where that was like forbidden or you couldn't do it or it was like an automatic loss to your eligibility no it's like a
0: gentleman's rule kind of like an unspoken kind of a deal so here's the thing so it's very like a hush hush almost like a secret society as far as like how it's done and the because like colleges that.
1: definitely don't have secret societies right so like for
0: example Jeremy Pruitt, if people transfer, he's said in press conferences when Cade Mays, like his waiver got denied, you know, he mentioned in his press conference that, you know, he sends letters to the NCAA of approval. Like, you know, yes, you know, he's doing everything the right way. Like he deserves a transfer. You need to do it. Um, and it's been said that Georgia does not send letters of recommendation if people transfer out of their school. We actually had another Georgia kid last year. Um, that transferred to Tennessee, and he was told he had to sit out last year. So this is his first year back. So it's okay. it's interesting because you know that goes to show um, a I wouldn't say paper trail, but that shows consistency of sure. players transferring sure. out of Georgia not getting an eligibility to play automatically. But people transferring so anchor
1: Georgia, they get it right off
0: the bat. They're like, yeah. So go K- ahead.
1: so Kirby Smart has a hard on for defectors, and he's like, no, fuck them. They're yeah, not yeah. leaving this program, okay? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean they're still okay. going to leave. You're just going to pay the price. But I and mean, I-, I
1: do get, I do get the ultimate argument in the fact that why is there even a transfer transfer portal? I the transfer portal makes sense in every year except 2020. I'm not mm-hmm. knocking the transfer portal, but for this year, for the NCAA to have a sweeping rule to say, screw it, everybody gets the extra year if your athletics got moved from fall to spring, you're you're good to go, baby. Mm-hmm. You're good to go. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because before the only way you could really get through the transfer portal first year was by being like a graduate transfer. You had to have graduated. That was the only way to get through with free eligibility. If you hadn't graduated from the university you started at, you had to sit out of year, buddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, going back to just so I can shit on Georgia a little bit more. Um, <laughs> go for it.
0: Luke Ford uh, was a transfer from Georgia last year. Um, he wanted to go to Illinois. That's where he's from um, because his grandpa was sick. Um, and, you know, he couldn't travel to see him play. So he wanted to go play for the University of Illinois to be able to have his grandpa be there because um, it wasn't such a far drive. Sure. That's, that's a very
1: that's a very heartwarming 60 minute mm-hmm. story. I get that.
0: Um, however, he was denied uh, again transferring from Georgia to another school. He was denied, had to sit out a year, um, and unfortunately, his grandfather passed away. Um, was are you are you
1: to... who are you blaming? Are you blaming the NCAA's ruling or are you blaming Kirby Smart?
0: I think it's I think it's fifty fifty. Um, obviously, I think with Jeremy Pruitt's uh, statement and his press conference about how he writes a letter mm-hmm. um, of recommendation and everything like that. Um, it goes to show that there is influence from the coaches um, for those players to get immediate immediate eligibility. So I definitely think it's 50-50. It's a little bit of both. Um, I I see
1: that. Yeah. yeah. Kirby Smart kind of – like, first of all, us Florida boys fuck Georgia. But I know you're a Tennessee Mm -hmm. fan, but, like, yeah, no, George. yeah. Kirby Smart kind of comes across as, like, a – he seems like a guy that could hold a grudge against a teenager. So, you know, you know what I mean?
0: (laughs) <laughs> no, absolutely, but that's just going to hurt him in the long run. You yeah, know, that, you that's going to
1: influence your recruiting. I mean, if if you have a you know wide receiver, linebacker, running back, whatever, come in and they look at your books and look at your numbers and say, "Hey, remember that one guy that you wouldn't let go to Illinois, you know, to be around his dying grandfather?" Yeah, I think I'm. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not going to go to Georgia. I'd rather go to Florida, and then that impacts mm-hmm. him. You know, two years down the line. So I I could definitely see that. Kirby Smart comes off like a dick.
0: (laughs) So we talked about uh, NFC predictions um, last week, and I think uh, we had some interesting picks. Oh yeah, Uh,
1: I know you. I made my I I, I uh, made my picks after about eight or nine cocktails. See, I made my AFC picks sober, so I'm ready ready for this.
0: (laughs) So it's going to be interesting to see uh, if I fall alongside either more on. uh, Drunk Jordan side or uh, sober Jordan? I can so tell you, can tell you right
1: now, Nick. It doesn't matter if you're sober Jordan. Doesn't matter if you're drunk Jordan. Neither one of us, sober Jordan or drunk Jordan, had the Bears going fourteen and two. So, <laughs> go ahead, buddy.
0: So, uh, going to start us off in the AFC North. Yep. Um, I got the Ravens going fourteen and two.
1: Okay. Okay. So they're obviously your first place team. What a coincidence. I also...
0: Actually, they're not. They are not the first place No,
1: team. I meant first place. They're I second. meant first place in the oh. North. Understood. First place in the North. Um, you you're talking about the AFC North. I also have the Ravens in first place in the AFC North, but with a slightly worse record at 12-4. and four. So we're both on the same page. Ravens win. I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have not a sophomore slump because last year was his sophomore year. But he didn't play a whole lot his first year, so I think this is going to be his quote unquote sophomore year, and his slump, his sophomore slump, will revert to a twelve and four record. Oh, you know, oh Lord. But yeah, no, I got the Ravens coming in first, dude. I think I, I think most people have the Ravens coming in first.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't see him. He he rushed for over 1, oh, last a thousand yards this year. I don't. Dude's a stud. I don't. I don't think he'll hit a thousand yards this year. Um, defenses because of the pandemic yeah he, it might be because the pandemic you know might be a lot of players you know maybe lost some good uh, defensive mm-hmm. linebackers or fasty defensive ends um, so it's going to be interesting to see um, you know what he does I, I think it's crazy um, to see him destroy uh, the NFL as quickly as he's doing it um, I don't know how quick Mike Vick went into the league and dominated. I wasn't football. Well, Mike, Mike Vick came that into the that league in been? 01
1: and his breakout year was 04, so it took him three years. This will be his third year. His breakout oh, year was 04. Uh, this to me, I'm looking at Lamar Jackson and I see a Pro Bowler, I see a stud. I I don't want this to be like, oh, you're just saying he's a running back and not a quarterback. I'm not saying that. But I do have some critiques about his passing game. I think his running game is flawless as a as a running quarterback. Um, In the passing game, I think sometimes he has a tendency to overthrow it because of his arm. The dude's a stud. He can Mm -hmm. launch it 80 yards from his knees. I, I think sometimes he has a tendency to overthrow it. And more importantly, going back to his running game, I think defenses will be able to prepare more efficiently for it. Because his rookie year, he played, what, like the last two, three games and then one playoff game? So his rookie year was like four games. Throw that out the window. Get rid of that. Last year, the dude was literally the MVP. He was a stud. He was amazing. He was great. I take absolutely nothing away from Lamar Jackson. But I'm taking – last year they went 14-2, and which is the record you gave them. I'm taking two wins away because I think in at least two of the games, defenses will be able to adjust. And I'm giving them a pretty damn good record at 12-4. and Lamar Jackson will still be a stud. The Ravens will still be a great team. But I think he takes a – a uh, seven-step drop instead of a five-step drop, if that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> so I think the receivers um, get better. Marquis Brown, Brown. Is be year two. Put some respect it's on his name. be year two for him. Uh, Miles Boykin uh, is going to be year two for him. They got really good on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball with this draft, mm-hmm. uh, taking Patrick King – Patrick Queen, which I think is one of the best linebackers in this draft that happened. Um, interesting enough, they also got um, – Ohio State's running back Jakey Dobbins. So it's he's gotta, interesting to see he's going to be good. How, yeah, for him and Mark Ingram, it's going to be interesting to see how that tandem. What do you think? What do you go. think
1: Dobbins and Ingram? What do you think the load share is going to be? I feel like obviously Ingram, as the, as the uh, veteran, will get the load share. But are you thinking like seventy thirty, sixty forty, possibly fifty fifty? That's gonna be, that's so gonna be a good a, thing, but running being,
0: situation. Yeah, being a high school Ravens fan. um they really rely on you know two tight ends set, uh, they two two running backs in the backfield, and you know two sometimes three receivers on the offense. Um, All the receivers so are young. you're no, you're
1: asking a lot for those receivers now. Hollywood Brown's great, but like you said, they drafted some wide receivers. They got some young guns, and hopefully they'll do well. But that that <laughs> skill position is still very young, so I wouldn't necessarily rely. On the wide receiver, but you do have a veteran in Mark Ingram. So the running game—that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. How much is Mark Ingram going to get? How much is the kid, the rookie Dobbins, going to get? I want to say, uh, I want to say 60 40. sixty forty. to Ingram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would probably lean closer to seventy thirty, but just for the sake of argument, I, I do think they're going to give Dobbins a lot of touches. That kid's a stud. So I'll split it in half between 70. I'll say 65-35 Ingram. But no, he's going to get the majority of touches. They're going to see what Dobbins can do, and they're going to have to. And maybe it'll revert back to 70-30 only for lack of preseason. They don't know what this dude can do against NFL players. Mm -hmm. But just because they're missing the preseason, maybe I go 70-30 Ingram.
0: All right, so moving on. Uh, I don't want to talk a lot about this team because I can't fucking stand them. Well,
1: the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you're a high school Ravens uh, fan. You got a Flacco jersey in your closet, yeah. bro. I, I
0: cannot stand <laughs> Patriots. Or I can't the stand Pittsburgh the Patriots fans. either. The Pittsburgh. <laughs> any. Any Pittsburgh fan, even, whether it be um, hockey or football, are the worst fan. <laughs> I can't stand them. They're just, and it's funny because you know they say that Steeler fans are everywhere, and they travel. So they do. Well. Do you know why? No, they don't travel well, Jordan. It's because their city went to shit they when Pittsburgh. the steel mills closed, and they yeah. left. So they're just all over yeah, the. They place. Leave it's Pittsburgh. not that they travel well; they just leave Pittsburgh and they live close by to these other teams. That's all it is. I can they respect not,
1: that. Oh, good. I can respect that. I don't hate that. <laughs>
0: They don't travel well. They just live there. That's that's what that's All right. that's my whole Go consensus. ahead,
1: go ahead. Shit on the Steelers. Let's get your record.
0: Well, I don't I can't
1: shit on them because
0: unfortunately I got them going ten and six. Mm, okay.
1: So you have the Steelers making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Sure do. Ironically enough, so do I. I do not have them going ten and six. I actually have them going nine and seven and the seven seed the the uh, the brand new NFL rules, because for those of you that haven't been paying attention to the NFL this current season, they've added an extra wild card. there will be an extra wild card at the AFC and an extra wild card at the NFC and I have the Pittsburgh Steelers going nine and seven with the seventh seed in the AFC, so we both have them making the playoffs
0: so they got they got better at the wide receivers position, of course they are Juju Smith. It's better. Um, but they they drafted a really good receiver out of Notre Dame, Chase Claypool. I like him a lot. I know you don't like Notre Dame. Oh, um, but Chase, Notre Dame. Chase, Chase uh, Claypool um, was a top three receiver for me coming out of the draft. Les
1: Claypool. I mean, I know we had Les Claypool was a hell of a musician. I don't know about Chase Claypool. <laughs> Less Claypool was a hell of a musician. Sorry.
0: Um, that's, that's, ben Roethlisberger that was, that was, is going to be healthy. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to be healthy, um, and hopefully he retires at the end of this year so we can stop seeing his rapist face. Um, but that's all I really have for them. I don't how really do to you feel – I, I, I know you don't want
1: to talk about How do you feel about Roethlisberger coming back after injury? He played two games last year, missed 14 of 16 games. He basically had, what, Tommy John surgery? I know it wasn't exactly that, but mm-hmm. it was elbow, right?
0: Yeah, something wrong with his elbow. I think the Steelers came to him and was like, hey – can you mentor really quick so we can draft the quarterback next yeah. year for your replacement? I think, uh, I think that's what ended but up But
1: do, do you th- – okay, so, so Roethlisberger – I know you hate the Steelers. I'm not going to make this as short as I can. Do you think he can still drop a bomb like he used to? That dude, that dude could chuck some balls and – I think so. I think so. How, that um, was his throwing arm though. And he's on the wrong side of 35. He put on like what, 15, 20 pounds? Like I, I don't have a, gr- I mean, I have them going nine and seven, which is honestly a worse record than you have them going. Mm-hmm. So I have them doing mm-hmm. worse than you do, but I don't have a ton of faith in, uh, in Rathlisberger. Um, I, I rape, think, I, th- I think, <laughs> I think that that elbow might come back to haunt him. <clears throat> but you know, what do I know? <laughs> I got him going nine and seven. So who who you got in third place? Third place,
0: I have the Cleveland Browns, which uh, you'll find out um, they just barely missed the uh, playoffs by a tiebreaker. Uh, you'll find out that team in the next uh, division or next Weird. next No, sorry, division. What do you have? Um, Ten and six. Okay. They go three and three in their division. That's what um, makes the Steelers jump them. Mm-hmm. Um, to me. I feel bad for the Browns. My cousin's a huge Browns fan. Um, and the only reason why is when he got into football, I think seven years ago, eight years ago, his dad was a huge Browns fan. So he's like, well, screw it. I'll just go for
1: the Browns. Um, hey, misery. I, I, well,
0: it's crazy because on paper, the Browns have a fantastic receiving core. And last year they just couldn't put anything together. on office. Well, they um,
1: have a fantastic receiving core currently. They bulked up in free agency and the draft on offensive line because that's what they needed. Because Baker Mayfield just got yep. demolished. I, the jury is not mm-hmm. set on Mayfield. I'm not ready to say he's a bust. Um, I think the jury. I think this is his final year. I do think this is Mayfield's final year. He has to like prove it this year.
0: I think. I think he gets two more because they got a new coach. Excuse me. They got a new coach this year. Um, so I think I, I would give him two more years before you he say he's a bust.
1: I think they up their offensive line. Their defense is young and good. They have a great wide mm-hmm. receiving core. Like you said, on paper, they are amazing. I also have the Browns not going ten and six, but as the Steelers going nine and seven. Same record as the Steelers, but they lose out on a tiebreaker. They're literally the last team out of the playoffs. Like that you, the, for dude. Me. We've been like in sync for the AFC North. We've been our records coming easy. off. But I also have the Browns <laughs> as the last team out of the playoffs uh, at um, nine and seven. A tiebreaker yesterday,
0: yesterday or two days ago they lost um a first round pick, uh Grant Delphin, mm-hmm. the safety at of which was gonna be big time help. And he had a back. they needed help. That was an
1: Achilles injury. You you are not you yeah. are not guaranteed to come back from an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. I that could ruin an entire career. Absolutely. So we both have the Bengals. Go um, ahead. What you got? The Bengals.
0: So the Bengals. I actually got them going one and fifteen. I just one don't and
1: fifteen.
0: One and fifteen. I just don't see. Um, I think just with injuries with AJ Green. I mean, of course, he's coming back healthy. Um, they didn't do anything for me on the offensive mm-hmm. line. Um, I just don't see them upgrading. I think with how strong the AFC in general is. I mean if you think about it, I mean just the teams that got better, way better than the NFC did. I mean, you think about it. You got Browns, Steelers, Ravens, of course, are gonna do better. The Texans, the Titans, they made deep runs in the playoff. Um, the Colts got Phillip Rivers now, you know, the Bills, Patriots, you know, with Cam Newton, Dolphins got better. Um, the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. Um, I just think that they're gonna have a tough a tough road ahead. Um, and their schedule isn't that no. great either. Their schedule is definitely um, <clears throat> pretty strong. Last
1: year, the Bengals went 2-14. and 14. Now, I'm going to give the Bengals, the Burrow effect, the number one pick. I do think he will make a difference. And like you said, the A.J. Green effect, he is back. He is healthy. They did not have A.J. Green last year. That being said, our AFC North lineup is in sync. One through four in the North, we have the exact same. What we don't have is the same record. You had them going 1-15. I had the Bengals going 6-10 and 10 with a four-game four improvement. They improved by four games because of Burrow and Green. I do believe in Burrow. I think A.J. Green is getting up there. He's, uh, I believe he's on the wrong side of 30 for a mm-hmm. wide receiver. Um, but he is, was, when he was healthy, an elite wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have the Bengals finishing in dead last and their division, and their uh, yeah, and their division, I have them going six and ten, which is five games better than you, four games better than last year.
0: Uh, I've also forgot too. They also upgraded in the draft too. They got T Higgins in the second round. It's um, another wide receiver, really man. Receiver, receiver from Clemson. So it's going to be a really good, interesting season for the Bengals to see if they improve. Um, fun fact: T Higgins is the son of T Martin the national championship-winning quarterback at the University of Tennessee in 1998. Well, look at you. And another reason why I hate Butch Jones is because he said he would be coming. Him and Trevor Lawrence. This is a true story. You can fact-check me if you want. Trevor Lawrence and T. Higgins were both going to commit to Tennessee. However, when Trevor Lawrence went on his visit, He felt that Butch Jones didn't want him or he didn't feel (laughs) wanted at the school. And then T Higgins said they didn't recruit me hard enough because they just assumed because my dad was a great and a legend there. They just assumed I'm going to follow in his footsteps. And so they didn't pursue me as hard. So fuck Butch Jones.
1: Moving on. Houston
0: Houston Texans. I have them first winning in the AFC Wow, really? Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, well, what? I know they.
0: This is, I know they lost DeAndre. This is our uh, first DeAndre disagreement. Hopkins. Yep,
1: this is our first disagreement.
0: Um, let me pull this up here for you. Uh, I should have had this already up. So the um, David Johnson obviously came over um, to uh, from the Cardinals. That was the DeAndre yep. Hopkins. the steal. Trade. So they got they got David Johnson. Definitely, it was a steal on uh, the Cardinals' side. Um, But what the Texans did um, is they drastically, drastically improved their defense this draft. Um, Ross Blacklock, who definitely could have been a first-round pick, defensive tackle, went in the second round. They got Jonathan uh, Greenard, a linebacker from the University of Florida. He was supposed to be a a first-round pick as well, but I think there were some injuries and some questionable character um, concerns with him. Uh, So they definitely improved on the defensive side of the ball. You still have J.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, their offensive line, they got better uh, with 2019's draft. So, yes, from a receiver standpoint, they got a little weaker, but they actually signed Brandon Cooks. So you have Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller um, as receivers, as well as David Johnson, who's a really good – I mean, he's back from an injury. Uh, really good receiving back at the backfield, and I think that helps Deshaun Watson a lot. That's what Three he years closing, ago um, and that's what they continue to run. Uh, and in Houston right now,
1: I just uh, what what do you have the Texans at?
0: I have them going uh, twelve and.
1: Four. I don't see it. I just I think with the loss of DeAndre Hopkins, and I, Brandon, Brandon Cooks has never ever been. A number one wide receiver, Will For- Will Fuller, the fourth, I believe, has never been a very good number two wide receiver. I don't believe in their receiving core. Uh, I haven't believed it.
0: Randall Cobb, Kenny,
1: Kenny Still, Randall Randall Cobb hasn't. I can't believe he's still playing. <laughs> Randall Cobb hasn't been a great receiver in four years. Kenny Stills was their second best receiver last year, and you have him at four on the depth chart. I don't believe in the receiving core. I sure as shit don't believe in David Johnson. That dude hasn't produced in, what, three years? I know he's coming off of an injury, and I know he's supposedly healthy. But you look at their skill positions. I am taking nothing away from uh, Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is a stud and a pro bowler, and I think Deshaun Watson can make any throw that any quarterback could imagine. Deshaun Watson is great. Their skill positions are garbage. Yes, I'm not going to disagree with you. Their defense has vastly improved. But I don't know if they're going to be able to score a ton of points. When I look at Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, and Brandon Cooks, and David Johnson, I don't see a scoring offense. I see a hell of a fantasy team four years ago. I just, I don't believe in them. I, I do not have, I have the Texans coming in. My first place team is the Titans. I have the Titans in first place at 10 and 6. I think this is a very weak division. Um, I have the Titans going 10 and 6. Listen, dude, I'm not trying to be a, like a homer with the Dolphins, but Ryan Tannehill led the Dolphins to two playoff appearances. Well, one of them, he wasn't there because he like tore his rotator cuff in like week 15. But if Ryan Tannehill can go to the playoffs twice with the Dolphins and the AFC championship game last year with the Titans, he can win this division. Tannehill is not a great quarterback. Trust me, I watched him for six years in Miami. He's not a great quarterback. But the dude is – he can check down just like Kirk Cousins. He is a much cheaper Kirk Cousins. And they have one of the better backs in the league with Derrick Henry – I have the Titans winning the division at 10 and six winning the entire it's division funny. at 10 and six.
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because um, here's the team that I have that sneaks into the playoffs over the Browns is the Tennessee Titans. I actually have them going 10 and mm-hmm. six, going three and three in the division.
1: As do I. I have them going 10 and six and three and three in the division. I have the Texans personally, just to go back. I had the Texans as my third place team going 5-11 and 11 because I just do not believe in that offense. I think that offense is like – it's one of those paper offenses where it's like, oh, man, you write all these like fantasy names down, and these all sound really, really good. But I just – I do not believe in the Texans. I believe in Deshaun Watson. I believe Deshaun Watson is great. I believe their defense is good. I don't think the Texans, with their skill players of David Johnson, Kenny Stills, Brennan Cooks, Et cetera, et cetera, can score points. I do not think so. I have the Texans coming in third at five and 11, Titans at 10 and six. Uh,
0: the Colts, I actually have them going, um, back to what you had. I had them going five
1: and 11. Let me see See, they were my second place team. I have the Colts just missing out on the playoffs. The Colts, much I mean, what's more of a Phillip River season than nine and seven and missing the playoffs? That's the most Philip. Ri- that is the most <laughs> Philip Rivers season you can get. You get Philip Rivers. It he's is. thirty, what, thirty-seven, thirty-eight years old. He spent his entire career there. He's like, oh, look at me. I'm Philip Rivers. I get to wear a bolo tie in Indianapolis. He's gonna wave a flag at, a, at the Indianapolis five hundred. Yeah, no. You get you get Philip Rivers, who is a very good quarterback. And they're gonna have a decent defense. They're gonna have a decent offense. You're gonna have a decent quarterback. And there's nothing more Philip Rivers like than going nine and seven and missing the playoffs. Yeah, T.Y.
0: Hilton comes back healthy. They drafted a great wide receiver in the second round, uh, and Michael Pittman. And they also uh, drafted uh, one of the best running backs uh, last year in college football, Jonathan Taylor, at the University of Wisconsin.
1: Yeah. No, I got I got but, Titans, Colts, Texans, and according to you and me, we both have the Jags coming in last.
0: I have them going one in fifteen, much like the going Bengals, six in the division. Mm-hmm. Okay. I do not Jaguars. I don't. I don't believe in Gardner Mitchell. They lost Jalen Ramsey, mm-hmm. um, Calais Campbell, yeah. um, all these defensive players that had a strong defense there. Leonard Fournette is looking more and more like a fullback as each season progresses. Yeah. Um, they lose receivers. It's They're just got a lot. DJ, a I, lot I have hope to... for
1: DJ Shark. Um, and here's the thing about Gardner Minshew. You have to go into it uh, with the same philosophy that you go into the X-Files, my friend. I want to believe. I want to believe in Gardner Minshew. And that's why I have the Jaguars going 4-11, and 11 because I believe in Gardner Minshew. So I have them going three games better, because much like Fox uh, Mulder from the X-Files, I want to believe. And I believe Gardner Minshew can lead your Jacksonville Jaguars to a 4-12 and 12 record.
0: I would like to see uh, Josh Dobbs, who's the University of Tennessee quarterback alum.
1: Of course. I'd
0: like to see him. I would like to see him get a chance. He's the backup. Um, he was traded from the Steelers to the Jags. I would like to see him get a shot. Um, that's the one thing that I was kind of frustrated about. When he got traded last year, you know, Gardner Minshew, he carried his own, you know, kind of was game. Can we just call
1: Gardner, can can call Gardner Minshew Uncle Rico from now on? Because I swear he can throw that football over the map.
0: I know. I, um, I don't true. know if you noticed or you saw this, but he teamed up with um, Bud Light, and if you draft him number one you get a overall, case, You get
1: a case yeah. of Bud Light. Why would I ever want a case of Bud uh-huh. Light? <laughs> but Bud Light is the Josh hey. Dobbs of Beers.
0: If you just joined in a random league and got the first <laughs> or got the first round, just, just do it and send it off your way. And if you win, if he makes you win the league, um, you could get beer for an entire season. Yeah, Fair enough. So your strong division here in the AFC East. I don't have a
1: um, strong division, but let's go. I going
0: to let you take the, uh, take the ropes. What do you got in the first for AFC East?
1: Uh, I have – first of all, I, I think this division is going to beat itself up because it always does. Um, just a little uh, fun fact here. The Dolphins uh, – this is just a shit on Patriots fans. The Dolphins have not been swept by the Patriots – since 2014, uh, because the Patriots can't play in Miami in September and the Dolphins can't play in New England in December. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) The Dolphins have a lot of uh, great upset victories. All of that being said, and Tua, I've been watching all of his tapes. If you've heard and you listened, you all know that I'm a big Miami Dolphins fan. Uh, I do not have the Dolphins coming in first place. I don't have the Dolphins coming in second place. Uh, My biggest division rival actually isn't the Patriots. I don't hate the Patriots the most out of any AFC East team. I actually hate the Bills because my, my fandom of the Patriots started when the Bills went to four straight Super Bowls, and I watched, and my family watched, my dad, my mom, me, everybody watched the battles from the 80s into the 90s between Jim Kelly and Dan Marino. So, I hate the Bills more than any team in the AFC East. Hate them more than the Patriots.
0: Well, that's a first to know. I
1: didn't no, know. No, I hate the Bills more than any team. Fuck the Bills. The Bills, to me, are like Florida State. The Patriots are like Notre Dame. Florida State, fuck hmm. them first. Fuck Notre Dame second. You know, as a Hurricanes fan, I don't hate the Patriots, number one. I mean, yes, they've had a great run for the last 20 years and they're still going to be great. I'm saying all of this because I actually have the Bills finishing first in the division at 10 and 6 because I think this division is going to beat themselves up. I have the Bills going first. I have the Patriots going second with an identical record of 10 and 6. My Miami Dolphins coming in third at a dismal 5 and 11. And the Jets are god-awful coming in at 3 and 13.
0: So we are again on the same page. Uh, records are a little different. You, I have the yeah. Bills going twelve and four. Oh. Um I think with Stephon Diggs um, coming uh, coming into Buffalo, I think that just helps the offense. But is Josh uh, Allen defense.
1: accurate enough to get him the ball? Now, Josh Allen can throw the ball sixty yards from his knees and say, "Man, I really hope Stephon Diggs catches it." But is Josh mm-hmm. Allen accurate enough? I don't believe in Allen's accuracy. I believe in Alan's arm strength. The dude's got arm strength for days. He's one of those corn-fed motherfuckers out of Wyoming. Like, the dude can throw it a country mile. He can, he's like Uncle Rico. He can throw it over the mountains. But does he have the accuracy? I don't believe in Alan's accuracy at all.
0: I think, uh, I think you know, it's tough to throw in Buffalo just with the winters um, as well as the weather in general. Um, it can get windy. Just like in Cleveland, I think a lot of people, you know, with Cleveland Stadium being on um, the o- the Ohio River? Or is it one of the Great no. Lakes?
1: I don't know. Cle- my, uh, Cleveland uh, do Stadium's know I mean? on one of the Great Lakes.
0: So, um, the wind mm-hmm. uh, that comes off of that into that stadium, that I think struggles, have quarterback struggles throwing the mm-hmm. ball, um, but I think in Buffalo as well. Think, That's uh, weird because uh, I don't remember Tim Kelly from, from the State.
1: University of Miami having any trouble. I mean, no you.
0: he, he could have deflated the ball more or overinflated. No, no. you. <laughs> um, but I have the Bills going 12 and four. I think they got better on defense. They did. They, they didn't really lose anybody. They got better on defense. Um, they got
1: better on offense. Like Stephon, uh, I'm not that try and shit mm-hmm. on Stephon Diggs. That dude was – they traded for a great wide receiver. Um, I'm just – Stephon Diggs will catch a ball if you throw it to him. I just don't know if Josh <laughs> Allen can throw it to him. That's my point. They, they did upgrade the receiving core. They did upgrade. That's why I have the Bills in first place. I hate the fucking Bills. I hate them. They're my Florida State in the NFL. I hate them. But I do have them going in first because I think that the defense and some of their skill positions will drag Josh Allen kicking and screaming to the finish line to a first-place finish. <laughs>
0: So the Dolph or excuse me, so second place I got the Patriots at eleven and five. Um, Cam Newton's gonna do a really good job over there. Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick, sure. even though they had the most players off the, out of the yeah, league um, for this season, I, I I just see them still just being successful just because of Bill Belichick. Agreed. not just because Agreed. of the players. I,
1: I don't have a ton of faith in Cam Newton just because he came back from injury last year. He came back from a Liz Frank injury and he didn't perform and he went out. He only played two games. And then went out. I, I, he, de- he doesn't have a great injury history. Um, I, I don't I don't necessarily believe in Cam Newton. I sure as shit don't believe in Jared Stidham. Um, but for the last 20 years, Nick, I have watched Bill Belichick just run rampant through the AFC East, which is why I have them with an identical record with the Bills with one extra loss in the division, which is why they have the same record as the Bills but coming in second and I have them as my fifth-place team, the Patriots still make the playoffs because of Bill Belichick, not because of Cam Newton. He, see, much like I said how the skill positions, of the defense, will drag Josh Allen and the Bills to a first-place position, Bill Belichick will drag Cam Newton kicking and screaming to the playoffs because he's Bill Belichick. I will never count that man out, ever. The Patriots will make the playoffs because they still have Coach Belichick.
0: And then the Dolphins. I'm actually a little bit nicer uh, than you. I have them going seven and nine. I think uh, they got a crap ton of draft. picks.
1: Oh yeah. Um. And and they did very well with their draft. I agree. Even going um, back to last year, I think Christian Wilkins, their first round pick from last year, is going to have a breakout year. I think Christian Wilkins is going to be great. I think a lot of I think a lot of their draft picks are going to be great. I'll tell you right now what I don't want to see. I do not want to see Tua Tagovailoa starting Week One. Okay, at least get him. At least give him eight weeks, just because I, I I I've watched. I I follow a lot of the. I follow the Dolphins Twitter. I I get all the snap alerts. I get everything. And Tua has looked great in training camp. And every time I watch Tua throw a seventy-yard bomb right into the arms, I'm like, man, that's a really great throw. I really hope he doesn't play Week One. I am like, I I want Tua Tagovailoa to actually just like live in my house for the first 8 weeks. I don't want him getting anywhere near a football field. I want to cuddle him. I want to swaddle him like a baby. I want to feed him from my teat. I'll feed him from my wife's teat. I don't even care. I don't want that man going anywhere near a football field for at least 8 weeks. I'm terrified.
0: Yeah, you know, it's crazy because <clears throat> it's like, you know, don't throw him into the fire. You know, you have Fitz magic. Just let him go under Fitz Magic for you know eight eight weeks or. Dude, I
1: couldn't agree more. I would be, so, dude, I would be ecstatic. I'm as a Dolphins fan that drafted a top five quarterback. They drafted they drafted Tagovailoa number five overall. I would be ecstatic if our top five pick never took a snap his first year. I don't want him going anywhere near a football field. Sit back, relax. Learn the offense, talk with Brian Flores, talk with Chan Gailey. They, they brought in Chan they brought one hundred and seventeen year old Chan Gailey in, the offensive guru Chan Gailey, to talk to this dude. And he can barely walk. The dude can barely write. He only writes in Ancient Phoenician. So he already has <laughs> to learn ancient Phoenician. <laughs> like I, I want I want Tua nowhere near a football field this year. I would be ecstatic. If he doesn't play a single snap in 16 games, uh, excuse me, 17 games, it's a 17 game season. I have to retract myself. I don't want him anywhere huh. near a football field. I'm so protective of my baby. This is our best yeah. chance and at just, getting a quarterback yeah. since Marino. Dude, it has been 20 years. Marino retired in 99. It's been 20 years. Protect him. Yeah, especially with this hip injury. You want to just let him protect rest. As much him. As much. Protect him. Please keep him away from the football field. Yeah, so you have them going 7 and 9. I, that that's why I have them going 5 and 11. My 5 and 11 is because of Fitzmagic. That dude th- those five wins that I have the Dolphins having. Oh, Fitzmagic is going to throw five touchdowns, 500 yards and four interceptions. That's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. And then the Jets, we can
0: agree on. I have them going 3 and 13. I also have the Jets going 3 and 13. To, to me, the one thing that's a shocker and that just goes to show like Jets management doesn't care. They're, 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 Jamal they're Adams. It's Jamal Adams? For them. Not Jamal Adams, but that, that showed it. But I think um, them just showing that they want money mm-hmm. is how are you going to fire your coach? <laughs> The Dolphins fire Adam Gase, but then the Jets say, you know what? I think we need Adam Gase. Oh. <laughs> and they hire they him, a, a rival coach that was fired the same season. They hired him. Like, to me, that makes no sense.
1: Dude, the Jets haven't made sense since the early 70s, buddy. The Jets are a gar- Like, that's a garbage. That's one of the franchises that, like, you know how when Eli Manning was like, I won't play for the Chargers?
0: Uh
1: huh. Like,
0: Sam Darnold should do the I, Yeah, thing?
1: I would be like, dude, I'm not playing for the Jets. Like, I'll play for any other team. Like, I'll play baseball. Like, even if I didn't get drafted by the baseball team, like, I'd just be like, I'm going to go play for the, you know, Toledo Mudhens. I'm playing for the Toledo Mudhens now. I would rather play for, play for them than the New York Jets. Le'Veon Bell is super salty that Jamal Adams left because <laughs> I think he helped recruit him to go Le- Le'Veon Bell is super salty about everything <clears throat>
0: mm. Fuck. so the Super Bowl champs uh, the Kansas City Chiefs I have them winning uh, the AFC West with a record of 15-1 mm.
1: I also have the Chiefs winning the AFC West not with a record of 50-1 but I do have them as my number one seed in the AFC at 12-4 and four because it's so tough to repeat. I have them going 12-4. and four. Uh, The Chiefs are going to be great. Uh, they're, I'm curious to see how their running back does, their rookie running back, because everybody's yeah. putting a lot on his shoulders after, um, I believe it was Damien Williams, their running back, opted out. I believe he opted out. So they have a lot of weight on the shoulders of the rookie running back. They still have Tyreek Hill, they still have Travis Kelsey, and most importantly, they have Patrick Mahal of Fame. That's what I call him. I don't know what you call him. I call him Patrick Mahal of Fame. But the Chiefs will be good. I don't think they're gonna go 15 and 1. I'm saying 12 and 4 conservatively. I think they could be better. I don't think they'll be worse than 12 and 4. I tried to put this all out as like a you know worst case scenario. So 12 and 4 I think is their worst possible record which is what I have them at. They could very well be 15 and 1. I ain't going to argue it. Nick, I ain't going to call you stupid for putting them at 15 and 1. These bastards could go 16 and 0. But I have them at 12 and 4. I have them winning the West and I have them as my number 1 seed in the AFC.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, and just the thought that I have this is the first Super Bowl winning team that got better in the off season. Usually, you know, they lose players because of salary cap, sure. old players sure. that retire, whatever it needs to be. But this is actually a team that got better. It seems uh, like Andy it Reed it seems like it. He's that offensive guru, so uh, Clyde edwards Blair is the running back you were talking about uh, that they drafted mm-hmm. in the first round. I think he's going to be really good. He was great at LSU. Mm-hmm. He does the right he, he's the right running back for them to, you know. Well, he's a great pass different yeah, different let him go. Uh, they they signed their big defensive star. Mm-hmm. I'm Trying to think of his name right now, Smith. Um, but they had money. I believe for it was him. last name um, Smith. Um, but then you know Matthew. They got better at corner where they struggled the most at. Um, so it's it's just going to be interesting um, to see how Andy Reid handles uh, the new running back and the new No, back I back. I I, I think I period. think
1: your estimate of fifteen to one is perfect. I I'm not going to shit on that. I think my estimate of twelve and four is literally worst case scenario. Like if the entire Chiefs season falls apart, they would go twelve and four. That's worst case scenario. Who you got in second?
0: Uh, I have the Las Vegas Raiders at seven and nine.
1: I have in second the Las Vegas Raiders at nine and seven. I think they're going to be good this so, year. They, they drafted a good wide receiver. They, Josh Jacobs was a hell of a running back. I had my fantasy last year. He was a hell of a rookie. I think Derek Carr is in a contract year. I'm not saying Derek Carr is going to play a contract year season, but I think he's going to step his game up. I think their defense has improved because of the Khalil Mack trade. They've used that to replenish the defense. Um, I think the Raiders are going to be better.
0: It's going to be interesting to see because – I want to kind of ask you a question, what your thoughts are. So, teams being in Vegas, it's going to be interesting for the traveling teams um, to travel into Vegas and see how they handle their nightlife. They're going to be able to, you know, keep them together and behave well. well. It's going to be the reason why I say It's going to be
1: very easy to keep them on track and to keep them to behave if you're on a quarantine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But last year, the Las Vegas Golden Knights were the first team, you know, expansion into the. Uh, nhl last year and they made it all the way to the stanley cup final. that was two
1: years ago but i get your point. Uh, point
0: two years ago okay so it's just crazy to me to think if they were they really that good or was the, was vegas, night- the vegas bug was it the night was a was it the night, night? that's <laughs> that's one of my things that i'm curious to see um if that's going to have the same effect here for the Ravens. But again, I, I know that you said about the
1: quarantine. Yeah, I think it could have an impact. Um, I think that when you go into a rival city, uh, mm-hmm. regardless of COVID, um, you're kind of on lockdown. You have curfews. You have to be in the team hotel. Your your assistants, your your trainers, your coaches, you, they do check on you. So that already has been in place for years. I don't think you're going to find a away team – pre or post COVID going into Vegas and you're you're not going to find them listening to Elton John at, you know, the Caesars palace. That's not going (laughs) to happen. I don't see that happening. First of all, I would love to see Elton John and Caesars. That's, that's on my bucket list, but I don't think that's on the bucket list of a, of a San Diego charger in his second year going into play the Vegas Raiders. You know what I mean? I think regardless pre or post COVID, and especially during COVID, you're not going to have that kind of distraction, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. So the Broncos next on my list, I have them going four and 12. Um, I think Drew Locke, this is a season two mature. Okay. Um, they got better
1: at wide receiver, yep.
0: I believe. They got Cortland Sutton. I think this is going to be year two yes. for him. Yes, yes.
1: He was a breakout rookie. He was great.
0: Uh, let me see. Um, the only thing that I struggle with is they didn't get better on defense. No. I they still have on uh, their- Yeah, they got they got Jerry Judy and KJ Hamlin. Yeah, um, those Jerry
1: were the they drafted. The kid,
0: yeah, the one. Yeah. They also got um, the tight end uh, that I really liked. They got him as a steal in the fourth round from Missouri. His name is Albert Okiwu. Oh man, I'm gonna butcher it, man. Uh, let me uh, let me let me get the uh, take a breath. Let get this uh let's see how Wikipedia breaks it down for your boy. <clears throat> Do they even break it down for you in
1: Wikipedia? I also have the Broncos yeah, coming in third, but time. I have them with a much better record at nine and seven. They tied the Raiders but are out of the playoffs because of a divisional uh matchup. I have the Raider or the Broncos going nine and seven. I think this will be not a breakout year for Drew Locke. I think Drew Locke is gonna kind of be a uh He's going to kind of be, not, not to be a dick, but kind of like a Joe Flacco. He's going to be that guy that comes out in his second year, and he's going to throw a bunch of yards. And I, I, I think Drew Locke is going to mirror more of the Joe Flacco career than he is mm-hmm. a super quarterback. I think he's going to be very good, just as Joe Flacco. I mean, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, and he had one of the highest contracts of all time, and I think he could eventually get there. But I don't think anybody's ever going to call Drew Locke elite. So, I do have them going nine and seven. Jerry Judy was a great wide receiver pickup. Cortland Sutton is coming into his second year. He's going to be great. They signed Melvin Ingram from the Chargers. And when healthy yep. and not holding out, Melvin Ingram can be a good back. He can be when he wants to show up. So, I have I, Melvin, I, I Melvin Ingram's the linebacker. Melvin Gordon. Sorry. Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Yep, you're good. Melvin Gordon, when he shows up, can be a good running back. So I got the Broncos going nine and seven.
0: And then last team, I have the Chargers mm-hmm. going three and 13, I think because they're going to move with Tyrod Taylor. They dropped Justin Herbert. Yeah. How many? I just don't see them.
1: How many? It goes back to the, uh, uh, let's go back to circle back to the Ravens when we had uh, Dobbins and Mark Ingram. What do you think Tyrod Taylor and uh, Herbert? What are the snaps going to be? Is that going to be more of 70-30, 80-20, 90-10, 60-40, 50-50? What do you have Herbert's regular season snaps at?
0: I think uh, when the Chargers realize they're not going to make the playoffs, I think that's when they'll let Herbert come in. They kind of get, um, get his feet wet a little bit. Yep. So I'm going to say 70-30.
1: 70-30, Tyrod Taylor? Yeah, I could see that. I also have the Chargers coming in last. Not at 3-13. and 13, I have them at 6-10 and because I do think the Chargers. Chargers have a very um, sneaky defense. Um, Derwin James, who I fucking hate, by the way, from Florida State. but Der- He's a local boy. Derwin James from Florida State, fuck him, is a very good safety. He's from Hate City. Um, they have a decent defense with uh, one of the Bosa's. That I think they're going to be better than you think. Um, you had them mm-hmm. at three and thirteen. I have them at six and ten. We both have them coming in last. We both have them as a last place team, and I, and I think that's on point. But I think they're going to be better than what you think. Um, what do you have scrolling through real quick? Did you go through the um, uh, divisional wild card, et cetera?
0: Uh, as far as no, I didn't go that far into. Okay, it. Um, but I can uh, break it down for you right now. All right.
1: What do you have and what do I have? That's what I want to see. How is, how is this season going to end in the playoffs? Let's just get out of the way. Let's do playoffs. Let's do some playoff predictions.
0: All right. We can round this out real quick. Let's see.
1: <clears throat> because in my in my divisional round, you go ahead and make your picks and get all the way there and then come back to the divisional, okay? All right. So wild card
0: um, in the
1: AFC, I have Buffalo and New England. Me too. I'm going to take Buffalo. Buffalo over New England. I'd suck doing New England over Buffalo because um, of experience.
0: So next I have Pittsburgh and Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the last team is going to be the home team, by the way, mm-hmm. when I announce these. Uh, I'm going to take Houston over Pittsburgh. Um, and then I have Baltimore – or excuse me, Tennessee and Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. Even though Tennessee whooped them last mm-hmm. year, I think uh, one of the comeback teams. Um, okay. Be, it's tough to be the team twice. Okay. So I'm going to take them. Uh, Tampa over Dallas. I have New Orleans over Seattle. And San Fran over Arla- uh, Atlanta okay. in the wild card. Okay.
1: Uh, my AFC wild card, I have the Patriots over the Bills because of experience. I have the Titans over the uh, Raiders. And I have the Ravens over the Steelers with my buy in the AFC being the Chiefs. I have Tampa Bay over the Eagles. I have the Seahawks over the... uh. Hold on. That's not right. I have the Seahawks... Uh, excuse me, Seahawks over uh, Cowboys. And I have the Niners over the um, Vikings with our bye coming with New Orleans going into... Our divisional round, what do you got?
0: Uh, Divisional round, we have Houston and Baltimore. I'm going to take Baltimore. um, Buffalo and Kansas City, I'm going to take Kansas City. New Orleans and San Fran, I'm going to have the upset for New Orleans. And I have Tampa and Chicago. (laughs) And I'm going to have Tampa beating Chicago.
1: Okay. I have the Ravens over the Titans. The Chiefs over the Patriots. The Saints over the uh, Saints over the Niners and Seahawks over the Bucks. Bill. So coming into the championship
0: game, I'm going I have Baltimore and Kansas City. I'm gonna take Kansas City again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tampa and New Orleans, I'm gonna go Tampa.
1: I have also the Chiefs over the Ravens again. And I have Saints over the Seahawks, leading to a Super Bowl. What you got?
0: I'm gonna go. Now this is gonna be interesting because remember, it's in Tampa. This is the first. It's in Tampa. This is this would be the first time in history that a uh, Super Bowl hosting town, the team will play in. Um, but I'm going to have Kansas City over Tampa.
1: I in Tampa Bay. Have the underdog Saints beating the Chiefs? Drew Brees retires at the end. Everybody goes crazy. Drew Brees, confetti, everything. Saints over Chiefs. We both have the Chiefs. You have the Chiefs winning. Mm-hmm. I have the Saints winning. But we both have. I would love to see the. We Saints. both have Chiefs NFC East teams, so at least there's that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to be kind of uh, a. It's true. Concrete. We're kind of on the same
1: page here, but yeah, I got I got Saints over Chiefs. You got Chiefs over Bucks. All right, so what do you have for a little teaser uh, next show? What do you feel about fantasy? Who are your uh, three breakouts? Who are are your three uh, go-tos? And who are your three don't drafts?
0: So my three don't drafts, I'm going to start with that. Um, I don't see – I wouldn't take Zeke in the first Mm -hmm. round. If you have the first three picks – I would not take Zeke in the first round. Dak Pres- Prescott wants his money, mm-hmm. so, and he's got great wide receivers. He has Amari Cooper, he has Gallup, and he has um, CDR. All right. Those are going to be his three receivers. You, you
1: gave me, you, uh, I don't, you give me a don't-draft running back, give me a don't-draft wide receiver, and give me a don't-draft quarterback.
0: Uh, don't-draft wide receiver? I would say do not draft uh, Williams from the San Diego Chargers. Mm-hmm. Uh is it Mike Williams? Yes. Um, don't draft Mike Williams. I think um, the number one – I'm trying to think of who the number one is over there. Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's going to get all the looks. Um, I don't – and then also, too, their tight end is healthy now. I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, I just don't – Tyrod is not going to throw to Mike Agreed. Williams uh, at all. I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't take Mike Williams at all. Um, and then probably quarterback don't draft. Uh, I would not draft
1: Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. What's your three don't drafts? My three don't drafts for running back, uh, I would not draft. uh, He's got a lot of hype. Uh, I'm going to stay away from the rookie out of Kansas City. I know he's got a lot of hype coming into him. I know he's a great pass catcher, which could help Patrick Mahomes but I'm not sold on the rookie out of LSU only because the last great rookie out of LSU almost won the Heisman Trophy in Leonard Fournette, and look what he's doing in Jacksonville. So I'm going to stay away mm-hmm. from the high prospect rookie because he was drafted top 10 on ESPN draft rankings. I'm going to stay away from uh, uh, Hyde, Hyde Williams.
0: No, uh, Clyde edwards Hilaire. Okay,
1: him. him. I'm going to stay away <laughs> from him because he was, he was projected – Top 10 running back or let excuse me, top 10 pick overall. Uh wide receiver, I'm gonna stay away. I know it's gonna sound crazy. I'm gonna stay away from Julio Jones because he has been up and down with Matt Ryan. That guy, what, two years ago caught what, like three touchdown passes, one touchdown pass? The dude racks up yards, sure, but he's not a red zone, he at least he wasn't a red zone threat a couple years ago. And last year, I believe Julio Jones had six touchdowns. I'm just, I'm, I am I'm, think Julio Jones is one of those big names to stay away from. And when it comes to quarterbacks to stay away from, I'm going with your boy, the one that you just mentioned, Dak Prescott. I know he's in a contract year. He's going to go out of his way to do as much as possible. And I, I think that offense runs through Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. I know Prescott has to throw to Amari Cooper – but I am not sold on Dak Prescott. I would stay as far away from Dak Prescott as I can. So sleepers this year. No, uh, don't, give me, don't, give, don't give me sleepers. We'll get into that when we get to our fantasy show. Give mm-hmm. me your must-haves. Who must you have? Running back, wide receiver, and quarterback. Mm-hmm. Who's your must-have?
0: Must-have, I think, is going to be, if for points-wise, you're going to have to take Barkley. That's definitely a must-have. They didn't yeah. get any better on the wide receivers. They didn't do anything to address the receivers. Yeah. Um, so I think the offense will be run through Barkley. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have to take Barkley. Um, from a receiver standpoint, you have to take Mike Evans. Um, if Mike yeah. Evans is there, you're just going to have to take him. They have so many weapons mm-hmm. with Chris Godwin. Um, Tom Brady loves his big, tall receivers. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not comparing Mike Evans to Randy Moss, but right. just the speed and the size – Compared to Randy Moss, that Mike Evans can translate, mm-hmm. I think him and Tom Brady are going to have a field day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from a quarterback must have, Russell Wilson. Um, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, you got really late in late rounds last year. I think you can do uh-huh. it again this year. And he ended up being the number four quarterback, you know, behind, you know, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. Um, I think Russell Wilson is definitely – they got better with DK Metcalf. He is a
1: must-have. He is a must-have. I can't disagree with any of your picks at all. Um, Just to differentiate, I would like to say that, first of all, yes, Barkley is my number one must-have. But in the same sense that Barkley is your must-have, I would have to go with Christian McCaffrey because, again, what is Carolina doing? Mm -hmm. They have breakwater.
0: Other than that, that's pretty much it.
1: So much like Barkley, like you just said, what are they doing on offense? Mm-hmm. The offense has to run through Saquon Barkley. The offense has to run through Christian McCaffrey. So I think Christian McCaffrey is a must-have in your draft. Wide receiver, uh, I don't mean to like just you know go chalk, but it has to be Michael Thomas out of New Orleans. The mm-hmm. dude was a stud last year. He was a stud two years ago. Michael Thomas puts up numbers. He gets, especially if you're doing a PPR league, You're talking about, I mean, points per reception? The dude catches 12 balls a game. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, he may only catch, you know, 12 balls a game for six yards per catch, but you're getting points. I mean, Michael Thomas is a beast. He is a must-have at wide receiver. And when it comes to quarterback, you used Russell Wilson, and there's no disagreement with that. But I think you have to have a toss-up between Lamar Jackson and um, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes is going to get you those air yards. But I think if I was going to have to pick, I think I would have to go Lamar Jackson just because of the legs. Yeah. Jackson is going to put up points. And I love Patrick Mahomes. But Lamar Jackson is a must-have in fantasy football. Absolutely. But, you know, I wanted to be a little bit different because, you know, everyone's going to say no, – "Oh, dude, there's, 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 no- there's nothing wrong with – Uh, Russell Wilson. Dude, Russell Wilson's not a bad pick. I would honestly put him probably third behind Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. No, Russell Wilson is a must-have. Dude, you could be in a four-man league and Russell Wilson is one of the first four quarterbacks taken. Mm -hmm. He has to be.
0: Absolutely. So, next episode um, we're looking forward. We're going to do some fancy talk um, and a couple other things that we'll have in mind and and, in place for you guys. Uh, Jordan, anything you want to close with? Uh, I'm drunk. I'll see you next time. All right. Have a good one.